Revivify, design and building pros podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Revivify podcast. I'm your host, Grace Mace. We're speaking with a homeowner who's also a motivational speaker who focuses on leadership, Camille Yemen. Yep. Hello. Hey, Grace. Thanks for having me. It is so wonderful to be here. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking your time. And I'm very fascinated with you. You just recently bought a home. Yeah. But I also understand you're also preparing for a wedding. Yes, it has been a really big year for us. You know, we decided um, why not just get all the big life things out of the way at once. So we got engaged, started planning a wedding and then bought a house. And we truly, I was trying to delay buying a house for a while because it's a big financial investment. And when you're planning a wedding at the same time, that's a lot of commitments to make for your funds and stress, you know, why rush? And it's been so funny because as soon as we saw this home for sale, I said, we need to go look at it. We have to go look at it. And it's the first home that we looked at and we made an offer the same day. So truly it was meant to be. We closed on the house in March and then we moved in in April. During that month, we started doing some smaller projects here and there, some painting and a couple accent walls and deciding what furniture we needed to buy to fill our space from our rental to the home. But some of the bigger projects that we talked about doing, we were planning to wait just a little bit and not be super rushed in putting them together and starting the process because our priority, of course, was getting married. We were set to get married in September of of 2020. September 20th was our date. And, you know, as the summer just started going along, we really, we took an inventory of our friends and our family and what we wanted out of our day. And, it was really stressful trying to decide you know, what's the right decision and, and what do we do and how do you navigate and at what point do you do you decide to postpone or go forward or do you uninvite people or so we just right. decided really in July we waited pretty much as long as possible and in July when things weren't looking too much better for the Midwest where we're based we decided, you know what, let's postpone, let's not worry about it, and let's give our guests that experience that they're going to appreciate more next year. So since then, we have been devoting all of our energy into home projects, and (laughs) it has been a challenge, but a welcomed challenge. So we're learning a lot along the way. (laughs) I'm sorry you have to postpone. It's a big deal. Thank you. It's a big event. It's a big milestone. But at the same time, doing things when you feel right. For yeah. you and for your family and your friends. And that's it's meant to be a celebration versus feeling cautious and unable to enjoy the fullest. Yeah, it's it was a tough decision. But I'll tell you, as soon as we made the decision, we instantly felt better. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, we were disappointed and sad. And there's a lot of work to work with your vendors and pick a new date and things like that. But really, once we made the decision and told our family and our uh, bridal parties and our best friends, everyone was incredibly supportive. So we knew we made the right decision for us. Every couple is different. But for us, we we knew that that was the right path. So we felt incredibly supported. And now it's fun because we get to not show off, but show everyone what we're doing instead. So <laughs> it's, I love yeah. me. actually, you're not alone many special millennials who are planning for weddings and have to really shuffle things around and to rethink about things and what's important to them Mm -hmm. and I love how you make that decision ultimately you're in control of the situation and also shifting your focus on upgrading your home which is still it's another extension of who you are as a married or as a joint venture together and to be in control how does that make you feel once you, like you mentioned, you, once you make decision and then shifting your attitude and all of a sudden yeah. you feel so much lighter, but at the same time, embarking on this like 
you know, some substantial projects, but ultimately it's about helping you to gain that control again, right? Yeah, you know, it really is. And it's something that I don't know that we really recognized at first as you're going through the process of being, we'll say a COVID couple, a COVID wedding, everything's out of your control. Everybody's feeling that around the world right Right. now. You can't travel and with questions with kids in schools and everybody's working remotely. There's so many things just up in the air and kind of up in happenstance right now. We don't know what to expect or what to happen. And for us, as that related to wedding planning, it was getting really, really difficult for us to not be in control when I'm pretty type A. So I like to be in control. I like a good list. I like checking things off and having someone say, well, we just have to wait and see how it goes. Wasn't going well for us. We were having (laughs) such a hard time being so close to the finish line for our wedding and not being able to have that control and know. So what we realized in planning projects, that is something that we can control. We can control the budget to an extent, you know, things happen, but we can control the budget. We can control the materials, the design and it's hands-on, it has been an incredible outlet for us. And I know you've experienced that too with the projects you've done at your home, but to be hands-on and see something transform right in front of you, especially for us because we're new. We're really new to DIY, but we're committed to learning and supporting each other through the process. So it's been really nice to gain some of that control back in our lives. And it's, I think it's really benefiting our mental health and it's certainly making our relationship stronger. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love how you're lo- looking at attitude. And I think, I wonder if this is also part of being a motivational speaker, understand mm-hmm. leadership and understand that, you know, how to develop that healthy mental model to navigate through these kind of challenges to uncertainties. How do you see some correlation between the two? How do you cross over it? And at some point, like you mentioned, your type A personality is like, just shift that over. It's like, I got this. Yeah, you know, it is a balance. There were so many days when when we were upset and when I would cry and when we would just talk about how nervous or scared we were, how we didn't know what to do. And we really allowed ourselves the grace, if you if you will, to feel our feelings about it Good. and to know that it's okay. It's okay that we feel upset. And so as a COVID bride, you feel so much guilt. I think of, you know, when, when it was towards the beginning, back in the spring, we had friends getting, who were supposed to get married early summer and they postponed their wedding, you know, back in May, postponed a July nuptial. And we just thought, oh, thank goodness we're not in that spot. And then you feel guilty that you're thinking that and your poor friends having to go through it. And right. you don't really understand what it feels like until you're looking down the rabbit hole and having to decide for yourself, what are you going to do? So right. that made for a really interesting kind of shift when we didn't, we thought we were late enough, we wouldn't have to make that decision. And then we did have to, but it is, you know, you, you have to give yourself the opportunity to feel any kind of way. And then we get to choose, you know, you get to choose how you respond to your circumstances and feeling sad and upset does not feel good for us. It didn't feel good. We didn't want to sit in our sadness. We wanted to really take that time and make the most of it together. Like, all right, if we're we don't have to worry about getting wed- getting married right now and doing our wedding, then right. let's do something else together to benefit the both of us. 
and let's try to learn something new. And we've certainly learned a lot about one another throughout this process. It is not perfect. It is certainly not perfect. My fiance is incredible and he is so good at teaching himself things. So we've had a lot of fun in the learning stages, but I am excited to see us come out on the other side of not only COVID and quarantine, but also just who we're going to be a year from now, seeing how our home has transformed and how that has transformed our relationship and our lives and um, everything that we want to continue accomplishing together. So you talk about being a newbie and how you overcome those. How did you manage those and even negotiating all that emotions to decisions to priorities? What was that going through your mind? If you might share with me. We watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> we watch a lot of YouTube videos. They are, we Google a lot of things. We ask our friends and family who've done things um, oh, to their homes before. We try to crowdsource as much as we can with the people who are close to in our lives. We've really had to humble ourselves before our project because the first thing we did when we moved into our home was an accent wall in our bedroom. We wanted to do something really neat on the back wall. There's, you know, the trend of, it's like board and batten, but a more kind of funky design with some diagonals and making it kind of really cool for a headboard instead of putting a bunch of art behind your head. Um, right. You put this really cool textured wall and we had no idea how to use a saw. We didn't know how to use a nail gun. We had no clue. So I think we took like 10 trips to Menards for that project alone. Um, <laughs> but uh, each step, you know, we just, we took it one step at a time. Like, what can we do today? What can we do tomorrow? And now if we were to complete that project, we could probably do it in two days. Whereas for that, you know, we'd never even filled a nail hole before. So right. <laughs> really from the beginning, it took us a couple of weeks, but it was interesting to watch ourselves really have to slow down. And right. I took a lot of solace in all of the Instagram kind of DIY accounts that I started following for some inspiration. And they're, you know, regular people, just like, right. you know, just like me, they just did things because they thought it looked cool. So following their blogs and reading a lot, you know, Pinterest has good inspiration too. So finding some of those like easy step-by-steps to follow. And we just took it one moment at a time to get there. <laughs> That's good. And carve the space to allow yourself to just figure it out and work mm -hmm. it through, not necessarily yeah. to have to be perfect or setting center, certain standard, but just out of yeah. curiosity. I know some people, when they go through these, you know, inspiration boards and so forth, they get, they're it's visually stunning and it's mm -hmm. exciting to see these eye candies, but were there any uh, point where you feel like, oh, this is too much? Yeah, there's definitely been a couple of times when we have said we are totally in over our heads. There was one, one example we were working on the, our guest bathroom upstairs, switching out the vanity from a pedestal sink to right. an actual vanity with doors. And we had to play with the plumbing a little bit. We weren't anticipating that. We thought it would be a perfect fit to put the, our new vanity where the other one was. And it would just be an easy connection. And that was not the case. We had to um, take out some of the pipes and saw them and go to the store and watch a lot of YouTube. And so that was definitely a, a, a little surprise there. But, you know, we've also... We're not afraid to ask for the help when we need it. I think we try to get ourselves to the edge and say, okay, even though it's new, we can do this and let's try to do it and let's see. And if it's truly something that, you know, we're putting in electrical wiring in the basement, perhaps we want to call in an expert and have <laughs> them come and do it to make sure that we get these outlets going correctly. So there's a balance in trying new things and really pushing yourself. And then also being able to say, 
I think I need somebody else to come in here and make this happen. So definitely there's a, a fine line <laughs> between the two. Absolutely. Well, just like anything, right? There's a how you calibrate your expectation and how do you, but in this case, you're working with your fiance. How do you yeah. also work with him to calibrate his expectations along with, um, match, along with yours? Oh my gosh. Yes. A lot of active listening. So not just listening to your partner and saying, okay, yeah, I hear you, but really actively taking the initiative to digest what they're saying through your ears. Like you have to hear it. And you know, he's got, he's got a vision for the house too. It's not just me because I have a Pinterest board, you know, he's got ideas. He's got a place that he wants to create for himself and for our family and for the life that we want together. So it's really important that he has a strong voice in that. It's sort of a metaphor for our wedding too. It's not just my wedding. It's our wedding. He has ideas for what he wants and how he wants things to look. So it's important that that I give him the space to express that and that he gives me the space to express what I'm, what I'm seeking and what I'm looking for. So I definitely say a lot of active listening and we continue to ask each other questions about, you know, how, how we like things or how we don't like things. I ask for feedback on really any project that he teaches me how to do. We're currently mudding the drywall in our basement. So anything that I do when I was first starting, I'd have him come take a look and say, did I do okay? Do I need to do it differently? Should I change it? And being able to be open to that feedback is really important too, that if you're going to ask for, did I do it right? You need to be prepared in case the answer is no. Right. Um, and not get upset about it and being open to making adjustments. But he's also incredibly patient and is a really good teacher as he's teaching himself, then he teaches me and that makes him better because he's having to explain the process, you know, to, to someone else. So see one, do one teach one. He's been really good about helping me. So when you're going through this planning phase where you guys have very great, like open communications, active listening and being very patient with each other, what were some things that you, I mean, you talked about checklists. If you might just walk me through like how even just embark on that wall or the bath and then down to the bathroom in the basement, what was Mm -hmm. the process you guys went through together to kind of go through, all right, this is what we need. And even though you went through, you know, 20 trips to the, <laughs> the hardware stores, but still even that is important part of this planning process. If you might just walk me through that. Yeah, sure. So I'd say for our bedroom accent wall, that's probably the easiest one because we really did that one fully together. We started talking about what our bedroom wanted to look like, what colors we wanted to do. And Dre, my fiance, loves navy blue. It is his ultimate favorite color. And and I love that. I love navy blue. It's a great color. And he would be happy if everything was navy blue, navy blue curtains, navy blue rug, navy blue bedspreads. So we started talking through colors and I started showing different examples of how we can use color in impactful ways. So I showed him some examples of this accent wall that I really liked, the board and batten style. And I showed him some that were like really funky and out there. And then some that were kind of standard, more like the straight line or the grid and said, you know, what do you like? So once we kind of settled on a style that we really liked, we started drawing out different ways that we could do the design. So together we sketched different examples and the design we ended up going with is actually his. So it's something that we were able to, to come up with together and then We started reading blogs, listed out all the different materials that we would need or that we thought we needed the first time around. (laughs) And then, you know, we continue to add to that list. And then, like you said, we make a list of, okay, what do we need to do? We need to 
take all the outlet covers off the wall. We need to spackle and fill nail holes. We need to sand those down. Then we need to paint and things like that. So really kind of itemizing the step-by-step for that specific project was really helpful. And we did, we wrote it down. We didn't want to miss anything, especially being new. We didn't want to screw anything up our first time. Screw anything up beyond repair. But what I realized is nothing is really beyond repair. So that's the the good news. (laughs) Yeah. So just really kind of writing down what those are and then just checking things off kind of one by one and working together to accomplish, checking in with him, see what he's doing, see what I'm doing. We try to divide up the tasks a little bit. So it's not just one person standing around watching the other person doing everything. Yeah, I, I, there, there's definitely a situation where one person would check and make their delicious like, nope, that's yep. normal. Imagine <laughs> that, that experience. Oh my gosh, oh. yeah. Yeah, just standing there making sure the other person is doing it right. Yeah, I don't think that would be a good way to, uh, unless that's a preferred relationship management, but otherwise it's really yeah. hard to really collaborate that way. So yeah. while you're going through all this, were there moments where you say, oh, while we're doing this, we could also do that? Was there yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. It definitely, there's things that start adding on to it. You know, you change as you go, you try to, for the accent wall, for example, as you're, as you're nailing in the design with the nail gun, we realized uh, some outlets and the window were in our way. So we have to adapt as we go. You know, we weren't anticipating, oh shoot, this is going to go exactly through the outlet. So now that's, three more steps than just the one step that we thought it was going to be, or how do we get this around the window? That's going to be a couple extra steps too. So yeah, I definitely have to be adaptable and not too married to any one specific design because things happen along the way and you've got to be a little bit flexible in knowing, okay, this is our plan for now, but this plan might change because either we're going to get another great idea or right. we didn't see something coming and now we have to switch our entire idea. <laughs> well, I, I love how dynamic you guys are working together. It's just perfect in harmony, really. Yeah. So were there big surprises that you gone through from the accent wall, bathroom to the basement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, <laughs> the biggest, I'd say in terms of our relationship and kind of communication style, yep. I didn't realize really how how much of a design Idre has. He's always pretty creative and he enjoys that, but I didn't know that he was so passionate about how things were going to look in our home. I kind of thought he would put that on me and say like, you pick the paint colors, but he really has a lot of ideas. So I would say that was one surprise in terms of like us working together, that it wasn't just on me to put together patterns. It was also something he wanted to contribute to. But in terms of project-wise, for our basement renovation that we've been working on, it's one of the reasons we bought this house is because the basement was unfinished. So we could put really our twists and our style on it and do that hands-on together with the help of his family. And we did not anticipate needing to put in a dewatering system in our basement Mm. um, to prevent from flooding. Flooding, So that was an expense that we really didn't see coming. We got a lot of experts to come in and we got, I think, six or seven different quotes from all kinds of different, you know, systems. Some people were an expert in one dewatering system, some in another, some in another. And so we really had to get all of our options kind of out there to see who do we like the best and who do we feel like would help us fulfill our style and who 
didn't, who wasn't taking advantage of us? Mm. Who did we feel like was giving us an honest estimate that it wasn't going to overcharge or push us? And I think that's so hard for new homeowners, as you know, in picking the right contractor when we don't know a lot, (laughs) we don't always know what to ask. So yeah, so so that was was the biggest question. How was it that you gone through the list of who's not going to take match of you, who you feel like understands mm-hmm. what your needs are, understand the complexity associated to the basement situation that you guys are in. Mm-hmm. What is it that, I mean, it sounds like you guys had some set of criteria and how did you decide those criteria first as you go along this process? Yeah, that's a great question. First, we didn't really know what we didn't know because we didn't yeah. know it. So right. you kind of, you kind of get better as you go along, which stinks a little bit because then you're like, dang, why didn't I ask the first person this question that the sixth person just asked me? So we bring people out for a second estimate. Um, But really we're looking for someone who was really empathetic to us being new homeowners Mm -hmm. and that we're really going to walk us through the process. We didn't want someone to just talk at us in jargon and just give us all these words. We really wanted someone who was going to teach us why Mm -hmm. their system was the best and how it worked. So as, you know, someone's coming in, if they're just throwing all this, this language at us and we have to take even longer to ask, it's a little bit frustrating as a homeowner to know, I don't know what any of that means. And now you just made me feel stupid because I don't know what any of it means. So being able to have someone who walked in and really met us where we were and explained was really important to us. And we also noticed a trend and some of the contractors, maybe were saying not very nice things about their competitors. And that's not really our style. I don't want to know why you don't like that other company. I want to know why we should pick you or why your system is better for us or something like that. So we noticed that as the process went along that they would kind of name drop the other companies and why they didn't really like each other. So we didn't like that vibe. That would be a reason why we picked someone. That would never be us. So again, looking for someone who can walk us through it, who has a good attitude about it for the right reason, and someone who was in our price range, mm-hmm. who we felt like was going to really honor our budget and you know, didn't look at us and say, oh, you, you, know, you only have this much allocated. That's not enough. You know? But right. they were willing to work with us and say, okay, here's what we can do with that amount of money. This is a great investment of it. Let's do this for now. Right. And then you can do this down the road, something yeah. like that. That sounds really reasonable. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate your approach more on the, almost if you, if you will, a relationship yeah. partnership, right? You're looking for someone who is willing to be your partner, be yeah. there for you, hold your hands when you need it mm-hmm. and help you to push you up and you know, lift you up to say, this is what makes sense. And yeah. let me help you strategize and break things out to like, multiple phases if you need mm-hmm. to. And, like giving the current budget and this is the best option for now. And future phases, you can actually expand further out or mm-hmm. you know, prepare the project where you can say there's a way to scale this project accordingly later when you have yeah. funds, you know, able to continue. But I love the, the attitude is a huge aspect and also willing to you know, have the empathy to say, I get you. Yeah. I know you don't know <laughs> what you don't know, which is legitimate. Most of us don't know what we don't know until we stumble into it or have mm-hmm. to deal with it. And then yeah. going through that journey to be there for you to say, just like you mentioned, go where you are and be there to work with you through the journey and, you know, just being a good partner. And yeah, that's what absolutely. relationships all about. Yeah, it is. A, it is a relationship for sure for right. the contractor. Think about it. You know, you're inviting someone into your home. 
into this really intimate space where you live and where you build your relationship with your partner or with your kids or with your pets or whoever it might be where you host parties and, you know, birthdays, you're inviting someone into your space, into your energy and into your life, even if it's just for, you know, a weekend for a project or for a couple of hours, you want that to be a really good fit. And, you know, we found a handyman locally that we really like, and he's come back five, six, seven times to help us with little projects here and there for wiring in the basement to helping with some plumbing things, some pretty minor stuff. But he's been so great to have because we know we can count on him. We feel like we've got a good relationship with him that he, he knows us, he knows our home, he knows where things are. And he, you know, it's sort of like he's figured out the nuances of our home. It's a, a little bit, it was built in the seventies. So now that he's seen, you know, kind of the nitty gritty of the basement before it was finished, he gets a little bit more about, you know, why we made certain design choices or why mm-hmm. we did this and this and why we need to move the washer over. So it's been nice to foster that relationship as someone who we trust, who we know is going to be fair when they come over for a couple hours to do, you know, five or six things with us. Right. And I think it touched upon something really critical is trust. Mm-hmm. Having trust in someone who's there for you, who's mm-hmm. doing the best, who's helping you to make the best decision. Yeah, built up on that, just like any relationship, it's built upon that foundation mm-hmm. trust. If you yeah. don't have trust, you really don't have a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I want the contractors or whoever we work with to like their home and to like right. us. And so right. when we had people, we had the the crew bringing in the dewatering system. It was the owners or the kind of the higher ups, and then they had um, high school kids who were hauling the concrete. At least I assume they were high school, maybe college age hauling the concrete in and out of the house. And, you know, we offered them water, we offered them snacks. You know, we want people, we want people to like us. Right. <laughs> that was a really cool house. They were so nice. So right. we want to make a good experience for people when they come over too, once we decide to move forward with them. So it's kind of a silly thing, but we want people to like enjoy working at our house. Well, it's just like you said, it's a partnership. It's not just them to be partnered with you as you partner with them, treat them yeah. just like the empathy, knowing that they're hauling concrete. It's heavy work. Mm-hmm. It's tiring. And you're oh there to gosh, say, yeah. hey, let me give you some snacks and give you some water. You know, yeah. just take a break and we understand. And you're there yeah. for them just as you're meeting them where they are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Still, it's we kind of laugh about it. You know, it's like it's, it's kind of like a hotel, like a restaurant, a hotel or something. <laughs> you want people to like recommend like, oh, the Simpsons want you to work for them. OK, cool. <laughs> you should go. They're great. Well, actually, just back into the topic of relationship, homeownership and app. Av- here in US, the average home ownership is about 20 years. And so given that history, you kind of want to spend just as much time you spend looking for a mate. And so yeah. why would you just rent off some directory list and find someone who's cheapest, but who mm-hmm. doesn't care about your work? I mean, and they, if they care about you and your home, they will, mm-hmm. you know, they'll do so much for you and they'll do the right thing for you. Yeah. And that's the attitude that we really have you know, sort of to foster that relationship is about being human to each other, being, mm-hmm. you know, considerate just as a neighbors. Yeah, absolutely. And someone who's going to respect your, not only boundaries of your home as a couple, you know, if you're having people in, you don't want them wandering all over your home, but absolutely. people who understand it and have an interest and they, you know, they want to see the progress that you've made or why you made certain decisions. So while it's hard to find the right fit sometimes of, you know, who do we choose and, everyone puts in a dewatering system. What's the best choice for us? But once you make a decision, I think being certain in it that you made the right choice for who you bring into your home 
Uh, it's, it's really important. It's a huge piece of the puzzle that I think sometimes we don't put enough emphasis on as homeowners. Um, and we should, we should feel really good about the people that we're working with. It's important. Absolutely. Because I've heard enough stories where a homeowner talks about, oh, well, we had this guy, the tile guy come in, you know, he was smoking, we really didn't like him and the list goes mm -hmm. on. And then of course, project went away. And every time they come home and seeing mm -hmm. something, remind them that moment and trigger that negative emotion. It's not fun. This is your yeah. home. You get to come home every day where you create memory with family, friends, and you have friends over. And those are the moments you should celebrate and should mm -hmm. not be where it had, it was almost like a little scab that just barely dry it and then just see it and immediately rip the scab off and yep. the, all the, the emotions start oozing out. It's not oh pleasant. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, you hit the nail on the head for sure. That's yeah. That's a huge piece of it. <laughs> <laughs> now let's just shift a moment. Whether you talk about this surprises, whether aha moment, you just feel like, aha, this is it. Yeah, you know, I'd say we actually had one the other day when we, yeah. yeah, when we finished all of our, all of the, the big mudding projects in the basement. So, you know, we got all the framing up, all the drywalls installed, all of the mudding. So now everything's really starting to take shape and it's starting to look like a place that we're going to spend time and not just a place that we're going to go down and spend six hours, you know, working that like, wow, we can really see ourselves making memories here. We can see ourselves watching football games with our friends and our neighbors and having Christmas here or whatever it might be. So I would say we definitely had one this week when Dre finished the drywall on the stair frame going down. We had to put drywall on this diagonal down the stairs. And once that was up, it really made us feel like, okay, this is really <laughs> coming together. Just that small piece made a huge difference in closing off the basement and making yeah. it feel like a basement and not a right. construction zone so much. Right. Like you really define the space the yep. way you, I mean, you can actually see it visually seeing yep. the space coming together. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Congrats. definitely. Thank These you. These are huge. Yes. No, <laughs> it's, it's so a serious celebration there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, his, his, um, my future father-in-law was over this weekend and he asked us how many hours we thought we'd put into the basement so far. Yeah. And we can't even calculate it. I think yeah. maybe 350, I think is kind of the ballpark we're at now. And we still, our goal is to be finished by the end of September. So um, by the end of next month, we want to be done. But this, at this point, we're putting 20 to 25 hours a week and after work down there each doing different yeah. projects. And so it's, <laughs> it's wild when you start seeing that is how much time, that's a part-time job. <laughs> it is, but that's the so, labor of love, right? Yes. This is something you create. It is totally. yours. It's, it has your signature written all over it. And mm -hmm. you know exactly every, you know, section of the wall and how you texture it and how you <laughs> make it work. And yes. that is, is, but it's really quite accomplishment if you mm -hmm. think about it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's fun to see how far we've come from when the day after we closed, we were here and, and Dre and his brother and his dad were ripping out the ceiling and, you know, cleaning out the basement. So from, you know, that first weekend in March all the way through now, the whole space just looks completely different, which it can feel, gosh, you know, it just feels like you're never making any progress at first. You're like, yeah. I'm putting in so much time and like nothing is different. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, it's been six months and we have walls and we're picking out carpet and right. we're looking at furniture. So it's, it's a good feeling now we're really at the finish line. So we're just trying to get, you know, the last leg of this marathon <laughs> done and under our belt so we can enjoy it. 
That's exciting. I'm excited for you guys. And I love the word you use marathon versus a sprint. Mm-hmm. I know the, the early projects such as the wall and bathroom could be considered mm-hmm. as a sprint when you come, totally. when it comes to like serious demolition to walls and changing the complete configuration, that's a marathon and marathon. Yeah. You kind of have the Sigma just keep going and going. And mm-hmm. then that also ties into the emotional state where you are throughout the project during the six months. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some contradicting you know, contradictory emotions, you know, being excited, yeah. but at the same time scared and being brave, but at the same time being afraid, being yeah. really creative, but at the same time you start wondering, it's like, would that work? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think at the beginning, it's the underlying tone of everything was, oh, I hope I don't mess this up. Like, <laughs> right. I really hope I don't screw up. So, and now I think we're at the point where we, since we know more, we feel more confident in what we're doing. Certainly not experts. We're not being paid to do this, but, but we feel okay, yeah, I know how to do this. If someone asked me or, you know, if someone on the street was like, do you know how to complete this? I would tell them, yes, I did. <laughs> so just feeling a little bit more uh, secure and confident in our right. abilities to be, you know, little DIYers has been, it's been nice to feel we're doing okay. <laughs> yep. No, that's awesome. As a homeowner, having this emotional, I'll say emotional transformation, mm-hmm. right? Or something when you first started, there was definitely a scare and not sure. Yeah. And now to the point, it's like we got this. Mm-hmm. We know how to do this. Yeah. It may not be perfect, but you know how to do it, and you know how to do it right. Mm-hmm. And that's and the I exciting think, part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's so much fear in the financial uncertainty when you're starting DIY projects, especially if you don't have any of the tools or you don't know what you need. So seeing oh my gosh, I have to spend $100 on this or $100 on this or $200 on this. And it feels like it adds up. But gosh, if you're really committed to, to doing projects in your home, there's such good investments. There's thing, there are things that you use every single day. But I'd say that too was one of the biggest question marks that we had was how much does it even cost to DIY? Like what do we need (laughs) outside of gallons of paint, you know, and paintbrushes? Like what does it really mean to do this and to commit to, you know, we bought a saw now Mm. what? (laughs) But I love it. They talk about this is, I mean, ultimately it's investment, Mm -hmm. right? You're able to, by doing this, you have invested in yourself, totally your relationship with your, your fiance Mm -hmm. and also invest in the home value, Mm -hmm. elevate your confidence level and really bring you and Drake together much closer mm-hmm. and also at the same time celebrate this signature home of yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. It's, it has been really transformational in so many aspects, but also being able to, you know, really see, to see your partner discover something new about themselves, I think is really special. And when we first started, of course, Dre was nervous. Just like I was nervous to, right. you know, use a drill. <laughs> what does this even do? So right. seeing our apprehension change into so much certainty in knowing I can install curtain rods, no problem. Right. That's a huge thing to be able to do that. Or I can install new blinds or new fixtures or, you know, switch out a fixture in the bathroom or things like that. Seeing him achieve that in himself has been so special for me because it's a new hobby. It's seeing so much growth happen right before your very eyes and knowing that he's doing that to not only maybe better himself, but also to challenge himself. And when you come out on the other side of it, it's, 
just so nice and reassuring to be able to cheer your partner on, for me to cheer him on in that way and to really uplift him when he completes projects, for him to cheer me on when I completed the bathroom was so special because I knew that he supported me just like he knows that I support him and really gushing over, you know, wow, like you did all this drywall by yourself. That's incredible. Like, I don't know if we could have done that six months ago. So um, I think, you know, really investing in your partner in the way that you want to be invested in and celebrating their successes the way that you want to be celebrated and recognized, I think is just for the betterment of your relationship, being in it together truly and supporting each other from beginning to middle to end and then any other details that you need to tie up because there's always something left. (laughs) (laughs) But I love it. This is actually is true where you guys, it feels like every couple should do this Mm -hmm. as the beginning of before they actually taught, taught, tie the knots really. Right. Mm-hmm. So you really get to know the other person. You really are committed to be there for the other person as well yeah. as you are, you are for yourself, investing yeah. all this together, your relationship, yourself, your home, building mm-hmm. your future together, truly start physically building your future together. It's not just, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think too, when you're able to trust each other, knowing that it's not going to be a perfect process. Of course, there's times when, you know, we get frustrated and and we're mad and we want to throw, you know, the the piece of wood down onto the ground and we want to yell at it because it's not working or it won't hold or something, you know, nothing, no project is perfect ever. No such thing as a perfect project. Nope. Yeah. Um, Learn that really fast, but uh, seeing it through. I think has been really, really good for us. And we, we kind of joke that we got the best pre-marriage counseling out there. We got it from not only buying a home, it's a big step for someone, you know, going through that process and understanding financials, being able to communicate about money and things like that, but also going through a global pandemic and now going through, you know, renovations and then postponing a wedding that we had already planned completely. So, you know, we're, we're finding out a lot about ourselves and our relationship, Mm -hmm. but I think it's all been for the better. I'm really proud of how, how we're getting through it. And that I feel like our communication skills are so much better than they were a year ago. And and I feel like we've always been pretty good at that, but being able to really say, no, we've come a really, a really long way since, you know, where we were 12 months ago uh, is, is pretty cool. So I'm excited for the next 12 and then the 12 after that to see how we continue to grow and change and transform as a unit and individually. Yeah, that's, that is beautiful. I mean, I think <laughs> you talked about how because of this project, you guys are pushed to the edge. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're in the moment at the edge, we're so uncomfortable, you kind of have to redefine yourself. Yeah. And through that rebirth or whatever you want to call it, you actually find a new version of yourself, the new best version of yourself together and mm-hmm. kind of encourage each other along the way through that journey and, and getting to the other side is really special. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, each time that we do a project, we try to learn at least one new skill. So even if it's just something really small, like being able to to take before you paint, if you've never done it before, you know, being able to do that yep. and then yeah. growing. So then the next time it's, you know, creating an accent wall, the next time it's switching out a light fixture, things like that. So we try to do at least one new skill so that we're not just repeating the same projects over and over and over again, but we're really pushing the design of our home and our rooms and our spaces, but also ourselves. We're challenging ourselves to learn something and then apply it and then to celebrate it with each other. So that's definitely been fun once, you know, 
when I changed out the light fixture in the bathroom, Dre didn't even know I was doing it. So for me to do it and then surprise him with it was awesome. It was such a good feeling to be able to to do that um, for him. And then same thing for him when he's doing stuff in the basement and he just built out all the corners in the walls and was able to show me, you know, how sharp they look and how nice they look. Yeah. And I didn't know he was going to be doing that last night. So just things like that are, are pretty fun for us to really keep pushing ourselves and learn more about the process on purpose. You know, we don't want to just fall into everything, but be really intentional with your projects and what you're trying to accomplish. I love these stories. Now, I mean, <laughs> just like you mentioned, it's intentionally delightful and doing not for yourself, but for mm-hmm. other and yep. you really want to create, transform these spaces as you go through the house. Yeah. It's for, for each other. And that's yeah. just absolutely beautiful. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Last question I have for you is what advice would you give to other homeowners who are interested in this type or just going through this journey? Home hmm. journey? Yeah, that is a good question. I would say advice that I have for homeowners embarking on the DIY sphere is to first to not be afraid to make a mistake because nothing is unfixable. doesn't matter what you did. It's not unfixable. You can change, redo, call somebody who knows how to fix it. Even if you do something that feels terrible, there is someone who can help you always. (laughs) So nothing is unfixable. And the next thing that I would say is I think it's really important to have good expectations for the cost of things. It may not be like the fun side and talking about money, but I would say that's a huge piece of it is being able to understand the budget side and how much you're willing to spend on something and then what that investment gets you. So maybe it is an expensive tool. Um, it's a new drill, but you're going to use that drill for the next 10, 15, 20 years, maybe who knows as opposed to getting, you know, a $50 one that's going to break in six months. So I would say those are probably the two like best pieces of advice that I can give someone who's new, who's new to the sphere. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. Camille, you share so many great wisdom. I'm, I'm <laughs> you can see, I was taking notes left and right. You, that, I love oh, how you, you, how you go through the process and also just the willingness to try things and willing to fail and willing but not mm-hmm. take it as a failure failure in the negative association, but failure mm-hmm. as an opportunity to learn and taking those moments of learning opportunity to actually expand to the next project, next efforts and taking the yeah. next level up, which is really incredible. And I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thanks for the, for the opportunity and for everything that you're doing in the design sphere. You're so wonderful. I'm so grateful that I was able to chat with you and I learned so much from you every time we talk and I can't wait to, to check out and finish your book. <laughs> <laughs> well, truly appreciate you taking the time. I know what you share with all of us will have a huge impact for many homeowners as they're embarked yeah. on the project because it is scary and for people who didn't spend seven years schooling to figure out how to do simple things like change yeah. light bulbs, unfortunately, it is daunting. And yeah. until you realize the reality is not that bad. You just yeah. have to go on, try it. And, and also, like you mentioned, know your limits. Know where you need to seek out for other professionals to help you to mm-hmm. get things done. And yeah. also understand how do you, you know, calibrate what your needs are and how to start yeah. finding the right person or right partner to help you to expand that effort in a meaningful way that's respecting to your needs and at the same time willing to educate you and take you along the way of Mm -hmm. this journey. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Revivify podcast, where we're speaking with Camille Yummy. 
I hope you enjoy hearing from Camille about all the how she took control of her life, pivot and upgrade her home and her life, her journey through her home remodeling. We hope you enjoy her story and inspired. Hopefully you'll take it the next level as she did. Take control of your creativity during this uncertain times. We're committed to support you through your home improvement journey. Thanks for listening and we look forward to seeing you next time. Brought to you by Bayrap.